Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 46. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. This week on the show, we interview Sam Pierce, the owner and founder of award winning salon, the Potting Shed Spa in Bately, West Yorkshire. We'll discuss her views on the current recruitment crisis for salons and some of the hard truths of working in the beauty industry. And as always, we top off the show with our upcoming Forest Academy webinars. This podcast is produced every Monday morning for your enjoyment with a cup of coffee on your day off. Now, let's get into the show. Uh, so today we're chatting to Sam Pierce, and prior to opening the Potting Shed Spa, uh, she had actually spent 12 years in a partnership running a beauty salon, building the confidence to eventually go out on her own. And it's worked wonderfully. So she has a really unique approach to interior design. It is a garden-inspired spa. Yeah. Uh, it is quite different to what you'd usually see. Completely um, recommend anyone to just check out our website. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing setup. Even the treatment menu is all uh, garden-inspired as well. Uh, and she has an amazing customer service experience. She's actually won the, the Client Experience Award from Forrest. She's also won over 20 industry awards, including one for the best in the country after only eight months of opening. Um, and a <laughs> mompreneur one as well that was yeah. completely outside the salon industry. Yeah, exactly. So without further ado, we have Sam on the line to discuss her views on the industry's current recruitment crisis and the essential skills a beauty therapist should have to be able to fulfill a role. So welcome to Forrest FM, Sam. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Hi, Sam. You are so welcome. It's a pleasure to talk to both of you. So, yeah, we were just literally talking, I suppose, a little bit before this recording that we were saying uh, we wanted to focus on this guest blog that you've done about the where of all the good therapists gone. And that's on Professional Beauty's website there for anyone mm. that wants to check yeah. it out. And we, we decided we need to press record now because <laughs> we'd already kicked it off and we just thought, no, no, this is gold. <laughs> so like you were, we said, it was a topic we've covered on the blog before, on the but Forest very blog. Briefly. Yeah. Very briefly. And yeah. Zoe had interviewed another salon owner before mm. as well on it. So like you were right. saying, it was good that you're not the only one talking about it, but we have you now and we just kind of want to get your points on it. Of course. I mean, I've been involved in the beauty industry for 18 years, and 18 years ago, we were all in a very different position. People were very keen and very hungry. They saw uh, a career opportunity to work in the beauty industry, and 18 years later, uh, despite uh, the saturation and the increase of high street salons and excellent bars, the staff are, don't exist anymore. And it's, it's actually, I think, it's an epidemic for people with businesses to be able to expand or to even meet the requirements the demand on a day-to-day basis because uh, it's just so hard to be able to find staff of a certain calibre that are employable. It starts from the beginning, it starts at the colleges and that's where my biggest concern is that the um, the actual qualifications these days don't mean anything at all. They're almost archaic and they're not preparing students, either male or female, to be able to go into the big wide world and these fast-tracked courses. And I mean, offering a course in massage where you never actually physically touch a person, but you can pass with a so-called qualification, it's just, I just find it ridiculous. So so what you're, I suppose what you're getting at here is they're teaching you the the theory of the skills and stuff like that, but they're not, the students aren't getting enough actual real world, like you said, physical practice, is it? There's no life experience for them. So they go in and they do a qualification and then they go into the big wide world and then expect an employer to take what they know and make them 
workable and find a, a career path for them. So the biggest problem you've got is they learn the basic skills, but the actual delivery is such a different thing, and that can only really be a learned skill. And whilst I'm not saying that all you know college qualifications aren't up to scratch, times have changed. Clients are a lot more savvy. People understand mm-hmm. more about what it is that they want, and and the, the colleges and the education has to move with the times in terms of changing the spec and you know it's the electrical facial treatments i mean you know that's fine but it's so archaic and there's probably a very small percentage of people that are actually doing that and teaching them about how to come to an interview you know and not talking to you in text speak with love heart emojis and it's just <laughs> it's just it, the things i've had to go through have been absolutely i could write a book in fact i probably will <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we, we... interviewing techniques no, it would. Like, it really would be a good idea because, again, we've even talked about the interviews. Like, sometimes a lot of salon owners, they just look at the skills, but you have to look past the skills as well because, mm. like you're saying, you can teach someone skills, but you need that. Are they a culture fit for you? Are they a real people person? And like we said in the yeah. spiel, you've spent 18 years in the industry, you 12 years yeah. in a partnership before you eventually became confident enough to confident enough to open up your own salon. So throughout that yeah. time, was this something that you... I suppose you picked on early enough that the the colleges yeah, weren't... Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I've been in a very privileged position to be one of the industry judges for the last probably 12 years. So it was a real eye-opener having the opportunity to be able to travel the country and see different business models and see levels of training and 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 have a real insight into how things were being done and things are being done very, very differently. And I think we have a duty of care to to our customers and to the industry to provide a platform of knowledge. And we really need to know more than the clients do these days. Um, and I think that's something that just isn't being taught. And it's so hard to be able to you know, find the time to really invest um, in the potential new future for the beauty industry because, um, you know, coming in with limited knowledge and 86% of all beauty therapists never, ever work in the beauty industry despite qualifying. It's such a high percentage and it's terrifying. So would there be any kind of models that would work that you would see could potentially work if we changed them and adapted them to 2017? Uh, I think that I think it needs to start at the grassroots. No pun intended. Seeing as we kept bringing from the potting shed, um, I think that it needs to start. I think it needs to be really realistic. I think they need to explain to to future potential beauty therapists that this industry is brutal, and that's the only word I can describe it. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I used to work for Lynn Franks in a PR company in London, uh, you know, and um, it's preparing people. The word therapist means to serve, and I think if you can instill that attitude um, within the person that their role is going to be incredibly satisfying they make a difference to people's lives by doing what they do even on an incremental level you know painting somebody's fingernails you never know the journey that somebody's had to get to you and I'm not just talking about on the motorway to get to the appointment I mean their life's journey and it's about teaching confidence and instilling intuition it's something you can't teach intuition but you can give them the flags and the things to look out for to ensure that you know that people are providing an outstanding service and they are fully qualified and fully armed and fully knowledgeable to be able to do it to the to the best of their ability 
Yeah, it's true because I suppose no one actually goes in, wants to be a, a beautician or a hairstylist because they want to make themselves look good. You're going in it with the going into the industry with the intention of making someone else look good. So like you're saying, it's all yeah. about you helping someone else. So yeah. just on yeah. that on that um ish, or I suppose on that there, you were saying it's tough for salon owners to hire um I suppose good therapists but it must also be tough on the student because the student doesn't know originally signing up to these courses they're assuming that they're going to go in and learn they're paying all this money they're going to learn all these great skills and get hired to be able to go on to that journey but that's not always the case and it's heartbreaking because their belief is that they've spent two and a half thousand pounds on a fast-tracked course, which is the bane of my life, and they want a return on it straight away. It cost me three and a half thousand pounds per new starter, somebody that I employ in my business before they ever touch a client. Yeah. Three and a half thousand pounds in training, in courses, in because I'm a mindfulness teacher, I do a lot of mindfulness work with my staff, and. You know, there's a proper program that's in place so they have a beginning and a middle and an end, and that's a goal. So it's not no longer a goal anymore to actually get through college. It's actually a goal to achieve, get past an interview stage. I, I would probably say that 98% of the people that I interview, I don't even... I just spend time consoling them to hear about, you know, the fact they've left a boyfriend and they haven't got the right shoes on. And it's just there's nothing in place there that's giving them the skills to be able to be a perfect interviewee. Yeah, and it's interesting that you were you. I copped on, on onto some something that you said there, uh, and when I was chatting to the other salon owner, Linda Tarpey, uh, last year, she was saying the same thing actually. That when she hires someone, she has to spend so much money and so much time on these therapists yeah. before they actually even touch one of her clients. Um, yeah, because because I don't think they appreciate they're carrying the weight of the reputation, you know. And I always say to anyone I employ, you know, you're coming to a business that's achieved twenty awards in six years, and you're carrying my six years and my eighteen years responsibility on your shoulders, mm. um, you know. And and it's it's a big responsibility to have, and I want you to be the best version of you, and you've got to trust me that. You know, it's like a roller coaster when you until you find your pace and your rhythm and what you want to specialize in, or you're just very good at everything. Then what you do is you you just listen to the people that are there to support and guide you and be the make you the best version of who you can be. And this is what leads me on to why we're opening a training academy uh, next year called the Greenhouse because I want to be able to say to a future employer or somebody who wants to set up on their own, you can start work today because you're that skilled. Mm-hmm. So and that's all I want to do. So I'm seeing, like, we're seeing a lot of uh, of, of uh, academies popping up here and there from salon owners uh, with that same intention. So what is your angle yeah. uh, for your training academy? What do you have in so, mind for it? So the angle that we want to do, because it's interesting, because what's actually needed to make the, the, the future therapist employable is a finishing school. So they learn all the mechanics at a college, they get their NPQ, BTC, whatever qualifications they get. And this is like a fine-tuning thing. But it's interesting because the perception of the need for that isn't understood by the future therapist. Do you see what I'm saying? So so yeah. they don't mm. see the value in that. They just think, I want the skills to be able to just do massage or facial sort of thing. The difference with the Greenhouse Training Academy is that we are... Uh, obviously the potting shed is seen the greenhouse is a bit like nurturing little seedlings and making them bloom into amazing therapists that people I mean 
I'm in a position where nobody ever asks for a reference for any of my stuff if they ever leave because they're confident in knowing that they've had the best training that you can get. The issue with the greenhouse is going to be that we create a qualification that is so widely recognised as a qualification of excellence because we've covered everything. We've covered the opportunities for branding and social media knowledge and also how to... Um, you know, I'm going to be working very closely with an osteopath so that we teach them about how to stand correctly in healthcare. It's, it's really, really so. I don't want to give too much away because it's all <laughs> That's very tentative yeah, no. in, in, you know, my dreams and I don't want anyone to pinch it because that's what happens to me, everything I do. Um, so, you know, I'm joking. Well, I'm not. Um, but, yeah, essentially, uh, <laughs> essentially, this is a really, nobody's ever done what we're going to be doing. Put it that way. Well, like so, as 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 uh, sorry, <laughs> just got a little tongue twisted there. <laughs> so essentially, what you're doing is you're taking students who have gone to these colleges, these academies, and so this is where yours sets aside apart. You're taking the guys; they've they've learned the theory of it, and now you're giving them that fine the opportunity, tuning. the fine tuning, the opportunity for that real world experience and the overall well, we're, business we're knowledge. Making them employable. Yeah, you're making them employable. Because they're not. They're not. They're not. And, and what we want to do is instill this passion and love and, you know, really, really get people excited about this amazing industry that we work in. And that's absolutely something that we're really, really, really keen on doing uh, because people have fallen out of love with it. Um, and, and I want people to, 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 to realise that the difference that they can make and, and how incredibly rewarding it can be and the future potential, you know, People want to be able to open their own businesses, and they want to know that they're carrying the skills and the knowledge, and, and they they and they are spreading these wonderful businesses out there, rather than them being stereotypically predictable and a bit shoddy. I like what you just said there. Um, so basically, we, we've talked about this book before on the show. It's called Good to Great, and the whole idea of it is yeah. a good leader is someone who bring someone in under their wing essentially to learn everything they know because I suppose there's this whole fear of um, eventually they'll surpass you surpass the master and go and open up their salon but would you yeah. you, you want to encourage that you want them to do that oh yeah 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 absolutely because because then I know that I've made that little bit of a change that that, that rather than just you know behaving a certain way that actually that they just have a little bit more knowledge and they maybe handle a situation slightly differently and they have the confidence to say to somebody actually do you know what this is going to be far more beneficial for you I've checked your medical history you know I want to make you feel confident that I know what I'm doing and it's all that it's that bespoke service and I know that most people come to work for me because they want to open their own business and it's happened to me forever yeah and I'm I'm more than happy with that because we're not defined by one person. We're you know you're a team, but whoever you employ, they are an extension of who you are. So mm. they have to have your values and and your ethos. And and I think it's just really important that we embrace people's uh, you know um, what, what I can't think of the word now, but their their wishes and their desires, and and give them the confidence and the independence to go out on their own and make a go of it. And it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. That's what I find amazing about what you're saying there. It's, like I said, like we've already just touched off, rather than hiring people who will just stay and work for you and follow your, your I suppose, your brand and stuff like that, you're actually encouraging yeah. them to move out, which, like you said, when someone, if someone leaves your salon and they, uh, a 
potential employer looks at their CV, they don't need to ask you for a reference because they see the pot and shed. So that actually stands for you. So now when someone goes in and opens their own salon, where did you get your training? The potting shed. So rather than fearing that these guys or these staff are training with you and then leaving you, it's it's a, a testament to yourself. Yeah, essentially. Uh, well, and that's, that's so lovely. And, and I think that, you know, what I'd love to be able to have, because obviously the recruitment agencies are absolutely fleecing. Well, they're not, because that's not fair, because they're running a business. But the, the costs are so astronomical that it's really only the big, heavy-hitting um, residential hotel spas that can afford the turnover of, of cost to employ. Uh, but you're desperate. So, you know, I hear so many other fellow... Uh, business owners who are going at some I want to retire and I'm back in doing massages because so there's just so then you become very weary and, and very tired and sort of very despondent and so hopefully we will we will eventually create a plethora of amazing on the ball shit hot I can't swear on the thing sorry <laughs> amazingly talented um, incredibly motivated new therapist that will go out there and continue the good work that's my dream you so, want to fix the industry yeah <laughs> sorry sorry I know, kind of in my own little way I'm trying really hard um, but you know I just think that everybody deserves the best opportunities they can it doesn't necessarily actually have to be down to the financial contribution to learning or training I think that you know it's, a, it's quick money for training schools and not necessarily realizing the fallout at the other end if that makes sense yeah they yeah, don't care course. they just see the money they see the quick turnover they don't care. and that's it yeah. yeah they don't care you know i had a poor girl she came up and she um you know she spent two and a half three and a half thousand pounds um for a three-month course and i literally just wow. spent two and a half hours with her saying you have got you cannot come to a, an environment until you've got some experience and you feel awful because you're kind of shipping them out to somewhere else for them. but I can't have I can't risk my reputation based on somebody believing that they're owed something because they've parted with a lot of cash and it's just so frustrating yeah no I, I totally understand that so obviously you're looking for people that are passionate and that have an experience but what else specifically are you looking for in someone in terms of skills or values even that would match you and your business or even your academy okay so in terms of just it's a general feeling i mean a lot of what i go on is intuitive which is not very helpful but um uh, and my gut feeling is another thing, but I think if somebody is well presented and they are conscientious and they are professional in their appearance and they know how to communicate and they are quite strict and specific about their what their beliefs are and what their future is, and if they're if they're moldable, I, I never never not want to give somebody a chance, but I'm so hardened to it that. I can see whether somebody's in it for the long term or whether they're just doing it because they don't really know what else to do. And, you know, and, and there's just a misconception that beauty therapists are doing beauty because they can't do anything else. It's just so insulting. You know, somebody said to me, don't you think you've wasted your life because you, you know, oh, she said, um, and you've done really well, don't get me wrong, and you're really successful, but don't you think you've wasted your life? And I said, why? By being a beauty therapist? I said, why would I? But and I said to her, and, and then I said the wrong thing. I said, but I've got a first class honours degree. 
you know, and then you find yourself justifying it. And I thought, no, I need to change this. I need people to see the value in what, what it is in our industry and see that these girls are brilliantly skilled and all-rounders, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. So, Sam, this has been absolutely brilliant and I'm loving loving what you're doing here with this new academy. I think it's definitely oh, something that you. is needed. Definitely, um, yeah. Especially from what we've yeah. just covered there. Like, it's it's heartbreaking for the salon owner you, like yourself to have to sit through all these interviews because, like you just said, you can't um, you can't keep relying on a recruitment agency. It becomes costly, yeah. especially if you're a small salon. But it's also heartbreaking on the students as well yeah. who are spending all this money thinking this crash course will get them there when it's it's just not enough. So so Sam, yeah. um, just to wrap up the show, how if so? Say I want to now get into the industry. How do I go about applying for the greenhouse? At the moment, what we're doing is we're looking at the different. Um, uh, oh, I can't even think of the word now. <laughs> so the different um, grading for our courses. So we would uh, we would probably have a one to one. But you know what we're doing is we're bringing back in the old school methods of interviewing, where you actually have to be interviewed to secure a place. It sounds really elitist, but actually we know if you're set and you're the right person because. What we don't want to do is put somebody in a position of wanting to be part of a, an, a training academy and actually just being drowning. It's not something that we can we can do for them. So it would be quite a strict interview process to be able to provide the right skill set for them. So we would look at what they know, what they want to know, what their dreams and aspirations are, and then build on it with that and particularly people who are interested in going out on their own I think to have a running salon, a multi-award running so I just have to sit that in, salon running alongside the school so they can get the hands-on experience then go out and do what it is that they wish and that's really what, it's almost like a little seal of approval that they get um, a stamp of approval that says this person can start today mm-hmm. and will over deliver and will will bring and be a massive asset to your organisation. Did I actually answer that question or have I just waffled? No, th- no that, was, that was the answer, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to ask a question, but then you answered it again, so I was like, <laughs> perfect. Uh, um, oh, God, that's great. Absolutely summarised it all brilliantly. So, and like you were saying, you were saying... It, you might come across tough in the recruitment, but at the end of the day, you are a multi-award winning uh, salon owner and entrepreneur yourself. So you need to carry that brand. You need to make sure whoever you take on is going to carry it. So while you're giving them the chance, you have your brand to protect and all salons should be aware of that as well. You want Mm -hmm. to encourage their own professional development, but you had to take care of yourself too. Yeah, because however good you are, you know, you, 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 whoever's performing and delivering what it is that you offer as a service, if it's not good, then it, it really doesn't help anyone on any, any level if, if they are not basically making your dream a reality. And, you know, interestingly enough, it's, it's the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is encouraging and pushing future therapists or new future business owners to be part of the award system within the beauty industry, like with Babtac and Professional Beauty. You know, we can offer this and we've got so much knowledge to be able to offer a way of giving people the confidence that they can actually be considered or consider themselves to shout. You know, I always say nobody will ever shout loud as loud about yourself as you will. Um, and it's about giving that confidence and, and, and creating our future people who, who will move forward and will 
continue the dream. And we, we've been very fortunate. We've been approached by loads of people that want to sanitise the business, but it got to be the right person. And I'm not. I'm very protective of my baby. So you know, I'm very happy with how things are going, and I am so excited and motivated that I think that we really could make a difference with our with the future. Oh, definitely. So, for for anyone who would be interested, when when do you think uh, we can see the the greenhouse up and running? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Changing all the time, so, and I want it to be right. And I, I I want to get people so hungry and excited about it that they are chomping at the bit, so that when we can announce everything and we can offer the opportunities to everybody that that basically it's there ready and waiting and, 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 and thorough and exceptional and I just want to make sure that I'm right. So I would imagine it's probably going to be sometime probably early spring next year, but we've got a wonderful shed where we'll be doing all our training and, and it's going to be so exciting. And anybody who's part of it is part of a really great initiative and, and, and for them and it's really for them and their future and I'm really excited. Well, just based off this talk alone, we're already excited to see how it <laughs> exactly. kicks off. Especially Are you, coming, for you... you can come too. That'd be wonderful. Oh, yeah, I'll sign up. Yeah, over, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said. I would, I would just like to say how utterly, I mean, I'm just so grateful that Forest is such a big part of our lives in terms of business and moving forward and Connor and Ronan and everybody has just always been so incredibly supportive and I just think you guys are outstanding. And, you know, I just thank you, really. Well, that's absolutely, absolutely lovely to hear. Thank but. you for being, <laughs> you know, doing what you do and, and trying to elevate the industry uh, at the best of your capacities. We need more people like you to do that, uh, to make a change. Oh, that's so lovely. There's a lot of love in the room at the moment. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, you guys should be applauded, seriously. <clears throat> I mean, I tell anyone that will listen to me about you guys, and I just think it's wonderful what you're doing. So thank you for allowing me to be part of it, because it does mean a lot. Oh, of uh, course. No problem and, at all. Thank you so much for joining us. Just on that note, uh, we'll wish you all the best. And like you said, we're going to keep in contact for when you do kick off because Definitely. we're excited. So you must be overwhelmed with excitement <laughs> at the moment. But um, yeah. Really thanks, giddy. Thanks so much for joining us Bless on the show you. today. You're so welcome. It's an absolute pleasure. Have a lovely day, guys. You too. You too. So just to wrap off our show, as always, we have our webinars. So Of course. So our first one is on October 10th. So that's Tuesday, tomorrow. Um, it, it is the Salon Growth Series. So this is more client-focused, so for Salon Software clients, but anyone can really get onto it anyways. It's all about getting more bookings and working less. So uh, it'll take place from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. UK Ireland time or 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. US Eastern time. And we'll discuss how to increase your salon's bookings and revenue, eliminate no-shows and last-minute cancellations, and getting up to seven hours of your life back a week. And then following that, Forest Salon Software will be at Salon International in Excel, London from October 14th to the 16th. So that's the Saturday to the Monday. And uh, we'll be on stand H170. So come chat to us, get your creative juices flowing. And then for our last of our webinar announcements, we have our very first installment of the Salon Manager Development Series. And that's on October 18th with Valerie Delforge, who's been in the industry for many, many years. She's also CEO and founder of Delforge & Co. And she's a guest contributor on the blog. 
uh, very regularly. So her first webinar is how to manage your staff and that'll take place on October 18th, I repeat, from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. UK Ireland time, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. US Eastern time. And to register for any of these events or save your spots, um, Forest Academy is free. You simply go on our Facebook page in the event section, select the event that you uh, are interested in, go and click find tickets and it'll bring you to the registration page. So just hop on that. Um, the Valerie Del Forge one is definitely not one to miss. It's a one-time only webinar, so uh, make sure you save your spot. As always, guys, um, if you have any topics you want us to talk about on the show or if you want to leave feedback, you can go on to Podbean or iTunes. Let us know what you think. We wish you a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best.